Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science, and sometimes off-topic material that the creator and host finds interesting. I am the creator and host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And in just a moment, we'll get to today's material, and I pray that you will enjoy your time here and to help spread the word about Weather Jazz, now available on most mobile podcast apps, as well as on the website, weatherjazz.com. This episode is being produced via the production tools on our host's server, anchor.fm. And if you've ever thought of starting a podcast, take a look at anchor.fm. They make it easy, and best of all, it's free, just like this podcast, Weather Jazz. Hi, everybody. It is Wednesday, January the 16th, 2019, and this is episode number 38, and welcome. Uh, we just returned back from dropping our son off at Liberty University down in Lynchburg, Virginia. And we actually had to adjust our plans because of the ice and snowstorm, which was uh, shooting up into the middle Atlantic states, instead of just a quick uh, one-day trip where we go down, drop them off, and then drive back the, the next day. Uh, we actually had to adjust our plans and head down to Lynchburg early, one day early, so that we could sit in place and watch the snow and ice come down. And boy, did it ever do that. Uh, Lynchburg is an interesting place. Lynchburg, Virginia, which is in roughly central Virginia, uh, it sits in between two mountain ridges or ranges. So it is essentially an elevated valley. Uh, it has mountain ranges all around, so often you can get some orographic effects in terms of precipitation, but you also get the cold air trapped right at the valley uh, locations, and so you often get the setup for some freezing rain. That's exactly what happened in this particular uh, scenario. We picked up a couple of inches of snow, and the snow was heavy at times when uh, we finally fell asleep on Saturday night. And when we woke up on Sunday morning, uh, everything was glazed over with ice. I walked outside to my car and saw it encased uh, in looking like uh, a, a bit of a uh, an egg made out of ice. Uh, it wasn't so thick, but it was thick enough where it prevented the car doors from really opening up without a fight. And uh, eventually we got in and melted off the ice. Everything was just fine. Uh, but... You have to remember, this is central Virginia. This is not northern Ohio. So whenever something like that happens in central Virginia, everything shuts down. Not only for that day, but the following day, too, uh, which surprises a lot of people. And it surprises even me, now used to that, uh, having had a son going to Liberty University now, going in his fourth year. He'll be graduating this May. He's a senior, and we've gone this uh, through this scenario uh, multiple times since he started uh, back in 2015. So uh, down there, they just don't have the snow removal equipment uh, that most communities have, and it takes time to dig out. And um, sure enough, like clockwork, my son mentioned that uh, the uh, university's first day of classes for the semester would probably be postponed one day. I said, but but look, son, it's all done. And, and this was Sunday. This was Sunday morning. It's all done. 
but they just don't have the implements to get all of that stuff off the roads, off the the devices, off the cars. It, it, it's just not something that they have to deal with very often. So when it does happen, it takes them a little more time. And sure enough, like clockwork, Liberty University postponed its first day of classes for one day, really more for the purpose for the students, uh, because uh, the president, Jerry Falwell Jr., tweeted on his Twitter account that they were canceling schools or canceling classes on the first day of classes of the spring semester so that students that were still being impacted by heavy snow up and down the East Coast could have an extra day to get into uh, the uh, campus area safely, which was actually a smart thing to do. All right, uh, let me talk about the next system coming in. And I'll do it briefly. I'm going to talk a lot more about this tomorrow night right here on this podcast. So make sure that you have uh, your podcast app set to subscribe to Weather Jazz because automatically, the minute I upload it, it will go right into your smart tablet or smartphone wherever your uh, podcast app lives, okay? So we're going to do a lot more on this tomorrow night. But uh, at least from a standpoint of planning purposes, here's what we're thinking. First of all, system number one. System number one right now is in the Midwest. It's fairly weak. It has limited moisture. It will be coming through on the day Thursday, Thursday afternoon into Thursday evening. And right now we're thinking an inch, maybe two in places, That is enough to cause some slippery travel, so uh, be on the lookout for that and make adjustment in your uh, travel plans and in your travel speeds if you're driving around. That's hit number one. Hit number two is still about 3,000 miles away. Now, it's interesting that something 3,000 miles away can cause so much anxiety in the the, uh, folks that are concerned about weather. Let's just keep it that way. Um, And there's very good reason for that because nowadays we have computer modeling which can aid us in showing chunks of energy that are 3,000 miles away and how it evolves as it moves in. And anymore, the models are fairly decent. They're decent enough where we know that going into Saturday afternoon, probably shortly after the midday hours, it's going to start to snow. And we are going to stay on the cold side of this storm, no doubt about that, in northern Ohio. Uh, Now we have to determine how much moisture is going to be evolved. We think uh, a pretty decent amount. So at this stage in the game, we are going to be using our shovels and maybe our snow blowers and snow plows if you have one of those. Chances are that is going to go right into full gear as we head into Saturday night. And all of this will come to a winding close sometime midday-ish on Sunday. Now, FYI, A.J. Colby is still on medical leave, and so we're still pinch-hitting for him. I will be on duty. Oh, boy, how about that? On Saturday night and Sunday night, 
right here at Fox 8 in Cleveland. Those of you that are listening to this podcast from another part of the globe or from another part of the country, if you'd like to watch in or tune in, we are on uh, Eastern Time here right now, Eastern Standard Time. And you can go to fox8.com and click on the little little red bar up top when we go on live at 6 and 10 o'clock on Saturday night. And uh, I believe we're going to have just a 10 p.m. on Sunday night. But Saturday night is what you really want to watch because uh, that's when uh, things will be starting to really ramp up. So I hope you uh, tune in and you can do so online. Uh, Fox8.com, click on that little red tab. And, of course, if you're in northeast Ohio, just tune in. How much are we going to get? And uh, we're not going to start putting numbers on this until Thursday. And that's why I want you to come back and tune in tomorrow night. Uh, But as far as uh, the general category goes, we generally put them in nuisance category, an inch to no more than two. Then we have shovelable category where it's two inches to maybe six, seven, or eight. And then you have crippling category uh, approaching a foot or more with uh, blowing snow, which really kind of accentuates that category. Where will we be in that three-tiered category? Absolutely, at the very least, we're going to be in the shovelable category. Will we go into the crippling category Well, if we do, we're going to be toying with that point um, in places. It depends on where the heaviest bands set up. So we are talking about a shovelable snow, probably somewhere in the order of 6 to 12 inches at the heaviest swath uh, by Sunday morning, with some additional in the snow belt behind the system as the Arctic air comes in. Now, I'm not giving the 6 to 12 as a, uh, as a die-in-the-wall number. I'm giving it to you as a ballpark figure to let you know that this is not going to be a minor system that we are toying with this weekend. Okay, and a reminder once more, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Weather Jazz, or come back on weatherjazz.com as I post the new information uh, during the day on uh, Thursday. And, of course, we'll have more updates Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. Well, before we wrap things up tonight, uh, I also want to mention uh, one more thing. We talk about sunrise, sunsets. Of course, we're gaining uh, daylight now, uh, appreciably so. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, it's still uh, twilight between 5.30 and uh, 6 o'clock. That's because the sun sets now at 5.24 p.m. as of today, Wednesday, January the 16th. Uh, And so we are gaining time, but these are still the dark days of winter. But putting things into perspective, there's always somebody that's worse off than we are. And I'm still talking about the United States. For instance, in Fairbanks, Alaska, the sun was up today at 1023 a.m. And it's set at 338 p.m. So essentially, there was uh, five hours and 14 minutes worth of daylight today as opposed to our length of time, which was 9 hours and 32 minutes. We have more than 4 hours more daylight here in Cleveland than the folks up in Fairbanks, Alaska. Uh, And if you want to see a really cool time lapse, 
Uh, I have done one from uh, one of the climate sites in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, looking south, and you're going to see the sun and how low it is to the horizon as it basically scrapes the southern horizon for a couple of hours between 10 and 3 p.m. and then goes down. Uh, You will notice one thing, though. You will notice that twilight lingers for a very long period of time at this time of year uh, in the Arctic climates. And the reason for that is the sun angle is very, very low. And because of the sun angle, uh, it doesn't get dark very quickly because of the arch or the trip or the trajectory, if you will, the apparent trajectory in our sky. So go, go check it out. It is on episode number 38. And I'm going to name that one uh, probably something like Upcoming Snow. Not sure yet. I've got to post this up and get it up there. But just look for episode number 38, and I will post that time lapse for you to take a look at. Uh, Again, weatherjazz.com. Have a great night, everybody. A reminder, I'll do it ad nauseum. Make sure you subscribe to Weather Jazz. Tell your folks, your friends about Weather Jazz, especially if they are in Ohio in this particular case, uh, because uh, we're going to get some really interesting stuff starting to uh, come in in terms of data, in terms of uh, refinement of the forecast as we approach this weekend's system. Have a great time. We'll see you next time right here. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app, such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Weatherjazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the Weatherjazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weatherjazz.